Welcome to the ins and outs of selling a business featuring Keith D, a presentation of Osage Advisors. Well, hello again, everyone on the ins and outs of selling a business. This is David Yaz from pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. And of course, I'm here with the president and founder of Osage Advisors, Keith D. And we were just t- talking before we started recording about you continue to have a, a busy year, Keith, despite all the challenges faced by the country. It sounds like your neck of the woods, still busy, vibrant. It's- well, Dave, it's interesting. This is our 20th year in business. In fact, this is our anniversary month. Mm-hmm. And in my 20 years since I founded Osage, this is the most busy M&A market I've experienced. Exactly. And I don't see any let up. It's, 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 it's just the, the, the amount of money out there chasing deals right now, owners who have taken stock of where they are today, whether it's age, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the valuations they're seeing from, from in the marketplace, what they're seeing their buddies doing, it's really driving a tremendous merger and acquisition market that is going to be sustainable for the foreseeable future, at least through 2022, in my, my estimation. So we want to talk about that today on the occasion of the 20th anniversary of the firm. And in this episode, we want to talk about the inspiration for the firm and the the moments early on when you started, what your goals were and things like that. So if you can recall, it wasn't that long ago, right, Keith? Take us take us back to when you you founded the the, the firm and some of those some of those thoughts you had as you you started this up. So it it seems like yesterday. I mean, 20 years goes down like that right mm-hmm. and so when i founded osage I, I looked at the market i looked at the business owner community when i came out of college i worked with a accounting firm focused on family and closely held businesses i founded my own accounting firm with two other partners eventually three partners working with family and closely held businesses when i sold off my firm i went to work as either turnaround for a manufacturing company or running a small family-owned company and then I decided to found Osage in 2001. And when I look back at that time, I wanted to differentiate ourselves because our passion for working with family companies is something that we, we hold dearly. One of the things that I really thought about is when a business owner is ready to exit, they deserve the highest possible level of service so the exit on their own terms. And I looked at the marketplace at the time. Again, this was 20 years ago. And you had limited options. You had the big banks who ran a competitive auction process. And then they provided their clients with multiple options to choose which is the best buyer to acquire the company moving forward. And then you had what I call the Main Street business brokers, which serve a, a great purpose but they're limited to what they can do. They, they list it like a house and they run people through it. They put a price on it and they sell it. So what I looked at as a differentiator for Osage was that let's take that big bank approach and bring it down to family close sale companies. So they have the understanding what's motivating the sale, what the goals and objectives are, are from the sale. And through a competitive auction process, 
is we're going to become a well-educated, educated, well-educated, informed seller and give them options to choose who's the best buyer. So that's what we decided to do is that take that extra effort, go that extra mile so that our clients, when they walk away from the table, know the market has spoken, not only in value, but which includes price, but also the right fit, the right company that understands our culture and that will continue the legacy of our family business, that this is the best buyer for my business. So we've never lost sense of that in 20 years, and we hope to continue it for another 20 years. Where's the name Osage come from? So that's interesting. So Osage, I'm here in, down in Connecticut, Shoreline River, Essex, Connecticut. So Osage it was the name of a ship that was built and dry docked right around the War of 1812 when the British invaded the town, burned down the town, burned down the Oliver Cromwell. The Osage was dry docked, and they came up Falls River, which is uh, just outside of the downtown Essex, and looking to burn the ship. And there was a young man, I think he was on 16th at time, that was on the vessel that was trying to keep the Brits from coming on the ship to burn it. And they kept on telling him to get off the ship, we're going to kill you. And he wouldn't get off. They took him off. He got back on, back and forth. And finally, they got him off, and they burned pieces of the ship, but didn't burn to the ground. So he was very persistent, resilient, strong. And a number of artifacts from the original Osage ship are in people's houses, mm. where they're made into, into fireplace mantles, ornaments, poles. So it just it shows a, a, a sense of commitment, strength, and, and vigor to defending what's right. So that's how the name came from Osage. Not to mention, when I first moved to town, there was the Osage Inn, the Osage Realtor, the Osage Insurance. All those have since been sold or gone, but the Osage Advisors is still strong and working and representing clients to this day. Well, I don't know if you took the metaphor this far, but you could say that his his determination in keeping that ship together, despite the fact that it eventually was taken apart, is similar to what you do. I mean, sometimes what you do is involves taking certain pieces of businesses and moving them over and yet being driven by pride and, and dedication, I suppose. Well, that's that's the thing is, is that you you need to never lose sight of what's important to your client. And, and that's about building that relationship and trust. I mean, there are certain uh, firms out there that are very transactional orientated. Let's get the deal done, move on to the next. We've always taken an approach that what works for our clients, what works for you, and making sure that we deliver on those. So we're very open and transparent with our clients. And if our client doesn't feel that it's the right deal, then we said, we understand, we'll pull back. Let's learn from what, what we've learned from this, this process and we will implement some improvements and we'll go back to market. We want to make sure our clients get the right deal for them. And that's always been at the forefront of our company. When you started, how many employees did you have? Well, it was just me. Okay. I mean, I was fortunate with my background. I've led a couple companies. I've taken a company public. I, of course, have my accounting practice, work in multiple different industries. And I sat there with a clean sheet of paper. I mean, I founded Osage on August 1st, 2001, five weeks before 9-11. Two small kids at home and uh, no clients. And I had a clean sheet of paper in front of me. I said, okay, what am I going to do? And how am I going to do it? And that's how we started. Every day, I still, I start today with a clean sheet of paper and say, what's on the agenda for today? 
and how are we going to get it done? So a lot of fortitude, a lot of persistence, a lot of, a lot of knocking on doors, a lot of, a lot of phone calls, tapping into my network. And we were very fortunate from the get-go running. We picked up a nice client that was backed by a private equity fund. Frankly, it was on the buy side. We're mainly a sell-side advisor now, but that we ended up doing, I think, 28 deals in two and a half years. And it really was the, like most small companies that's starting off, it's that one client that gets you going and helps you jumpstart your, your business. And from there, we're right now we're at um, a team of seven, seven and a half. And we're hoping to add uh, another advisor within the next couple of weeks and continue to grow the business. Well, what were, I was going to ask you what the challenges were back at the inception of the firm. I think you've already mentioned one of them with 9-11, some bad timing there. Do you remember what those early days were like and what challenges you had? Well, yeah. I mean, when 9-11, as tragic it was for uh, us as a nation and, and for the families, from a business perspective, everybody went back on their, their hind, hind legs and what are we going to do and try to fill, fill out the next step. So being a contrarian by nature is that you got to look for uh, opportunity, you have to look for opportunities and you have to present yourself in a way that, yes, you know, we are in a bad situation, but here are things that we can do to help you achieve your goals. So outside of that was, I think it was, I was spread a little thin. I was making, you know, trying to do work and then continue to network, building a backlog. All that stuff was, was challenging. There wasn't enough time in a day to handle each aspect. So multitasking and, and trying to build a business, build a name, build a brand for Osage was, it was a daunting task at the time, but being persistent, keeping a message. Being truthful, honest, and transparent with everybody just is, is the way we've been able to build our business. That's how we do it today. Was there a moment in that early going where you became convinced that this was the right move and, and you didn't have to be scared about starting with zero clients? Was there a moment maybe where a client gave you affirmation as, as to that, yes, this is, this is a, a great philosophy you have here, something like that? Yeah, so... <laughs> I'll give you a quick story is that, is that we always say what you do and do what you say. Right. And it was uh, a, a great client and it was a tough guy. He didn't speak a lot of words and he, he was in a tough, it was a family business. There was, let's say there was, wasn't a lot of love going around at the time and it was challenging. And he told me, he said, look, this is kind of what the number, I know what the market is. And you explain me what the market is because we, we spend a lot of time, but I'm not going to sell at the market. I'm going to sell at a premium. And if you're willing to work with me on that, knowing that, because he was honest, man, a few words, but then, then we'll move forward. So I said, I understand where you're coming from and I'm, I'm committed to getting the deal done that works for you. So we went through the deal, you know, long and short of it is at the end of the day, we had, I don't think it was 10 bids on the company and five or six were all on the right same price range. And there was one outlier through our auction process that was 40% more. Mm. And, and, and that typically happens where someone will step up, maybe not the 40%, but someone does step up for a premium on the business through our process. And we got the deal done. And at the end of it, my client said to me, Keith, I said, yeah, before I hung up, we're just about to hang up with Keith. He said, yeah, good job. And that's all I needed to hear from a man of few words, but a man of few words who doesn't give a lot, a lot of praise. Right? right. And he said, good job. And I just, 
I, I hung up the phone and I sat back and I just, I felt a lot of joy and pride and, and accomplishment. It was a long drawn out process. There was a, I mean, between the good job and the starting a good job, there was a lot of things going on. And I just listened to what was important to him. And I tried to, I tried to counsel him on what works best for him and how he can get this done, how we can get this done for him and how we together will get this done. And he, he hung in there the whole time. We moved forward on the, on the deal. And at the end of the day, I got that affirmation and that's something that I've never forgotten about. So, so, so from there, we could say the rest is history, but I know that it, it's, it's been a long road. So how did your business grow in that, in those, over those first few years? I know that the anecdote you just told is, is exemplary of how you built your reputation. I take it. I think a lot of business comes in just through other people telling them, telling each other about what a good job you did, but where did the business come from and how did you grow it? So it was really boots on the ground. I mean, I mean, I, if I had a nickel for every uh, networking event I attended early on, I'd probably be retired right now. I'd be up, I'd be up at, you know, quarter of five in the morning, driving down to Stanford, Connecticut, before the traffic for, for association for corporate growth meeting at 7.30. I spend the whole day morning there. Then from there, I drive back to my office and work all day. I drive up to Boston. I drive to New Hartford. I go to New York, I go to New Jersey. I had and meetings in New Haven. I was networking every opportunity I would have. I have a seven o'clock breakfast networking meeting and then the, I'd have a meeting at 5.30 to 7.30. So I have literally a bucket, a bag filled with thousands of business cards that I was collected over the years. And then I would follow up and I'd follow up with a nice email. Thank you for your time. Let's get together, see if there's a relationship we can build here. So and, and some of it didn't stick, but a lot of it did stick. And I have a very trusted network of people that I trust very much and they trust me. And they feel very confident and comfortable referring Osage and I feel comfortable referring them. So it was really just, it was just a lot of hard work, a hard, old school networking back in the day. Now things obviously have changed today, but I still think that's still very prevalent, especially in, in the business I'm in is to building that trust factor. So it was nights, it was weekends, it was mornings, it was lunches, it was you name it. We were on the ground just meeting people and, and introducing ourselves. And it's not the easy thing when you don't know anybody, you just kind of walk in a room and say, hey, I'm Keith D. Osage Advisors, nice to meet you. I'd love to hear about your business and give you a little information on ours. So I met a lot of people today that way back then today that I still work with today. That's a, a testament to the, the quality of work and the, your philosophy, no doubt. You mentioned networking groups. Did you also make some efforts to just do things in the community that would help you stand out, whether it be just typical community type work or chat, work with charities or anything like that to, to help elevate Osage? I'm a big believer in, in, in civil service and giving back to the community. So I was in Rotary here. I was president of Rotary. I was on the board of education in our town. I served on boards of a couple of nonprofits. I mean, if there's any ancillary benefit to that for, for, for Osage, that was great. But I think from a balanced perspective, we are members of our community for we live in, well, 30 years now, and there's 31 years in, in this town, that it was important for myself and, and my family and, and my wife that, that we participated. And we gave back something and I thought we could bring some value. And that's things that I, that I was uh, very active in and still am in some aspects. Did the philosophy of the firm ever change or 
have you found it easy or, or challenging to stick with the, the values that you started with? So the philosophy's never changed, right? It's all about doing what's best for our client and understanding what their motivations are and what their goals and objectives are, and then fulfilling those through our, our auction process when we sell the business. The challenging things over the years, which not every, everybody, everybody stubs their toe, right? You kind of get up, get up, get up off the path. You take the wrong road once in a while, but getting back to the path is, is the main thing. So occasionally we would, I would say maybe got distracted with say, Hey, we're going to, you know, do a, a, a deal kind of outside of our model for whatever reason. And we realized that it wasn't the right decision to do. I mean, it takes up a lot of energy. Uh, we got the deal done, right? But it takes up a lot of energy and takes you off focus. So it kind of takes you away from what you're, what you're trying to message long-term and just maximizing your time is critical. So knowing when to say no, especially early on, is difficult because you're looking for business. So you look at things and, and everybody's looking to do something and how they structure it and they need help. And, and so learning how to say no to things that you can't uh, add value that kind of come outside your process or model is important, but doing, I just, I don't just say no, right? Like today, not today, last Friday, we got a, we got a, a referral from somebody. It wasn't, it wasn't fit for how we do. It was one, it was outside our uh, certain industry focused restaurants, which we don't do. And it was very small. I said, but I had a nice conversation. They've had it for 40 years. And I think her name was uh, Rebecca. I said, well, let me, let me give you the name of somebody I trust that is in that industry. So I tried to add value by you know referring them to someone that I think can help them because there's multiple people out there. And I can tell you, there's maybe a handful of people on the business broker side that I've known for the last 20 years that I really respect. And I know they do great work. So if I even doesn't fit for us, I'm trying to find a home for it. And that'll, that'll, yeah, that goodwill will inevitably come back. Tell me about repeat clients. Is that a common thing for you to, since it's now been 20 years, people have had of course, a, a typical serial entrepreneur will change outfits many times, so to speak, during a period like that. Do you have repeat clients, and what does that say about Osage? So we don't have repeat clients because most of our owners are either uh, egg to retire or they're going to be partnered with an equity fund to grow to the next level. And these equity funds, they our clients are you know technically are add-on acquisitions, so they have a bigger platform and it's a much bigger deal down the road. And even though I'm very comfortable, Osage can do the deal. They look to a different network than we're involved with. But what we, what I can say is I have repeat referrals from these clients over and over. I have former owners that we've worked with over the years. Hey, give Keith D at Osage a call. They did a great job for us. and They'll do a great job for you. So so that is where I take a lot of pride and satisfaction is that these owners, one, refer us business, and two, are always open to using, using their name as referral when uh, prospective clients want to talk to somebody. Well, we're up against the clock a little here for this episode, Keith, but let me be one of the first. Well, I don't know if I'm one of the first, but one of the many to congratulate you on 20 years of Osage. Final thoughts, things that you're most proud of when it comes to your company? Yeah, what I'm most proud of is that we've uh, we stuck to our commitment, that we haven't veered, that we are very transparent and open and honest 
with the people we talk to. And these are people that we haven't maybe even met yet. We're on the phone with them and then, and then eventually become clients. And when I get that handshake or I get that thank you, or I get that our family's ecstatic, it just brings a lot of pride. And I'm looking, I look back at 20 years of the clients we served and I'm looking forward to the next 20 years, Osage goes. And we're not going to veer from that. Our philosophies and our mission to help clients exit their company on their terms. I hope I'll be congratulating you again when we do the 20th season of the podcast, Keith. I mean, why not? <laughs> no, at that time, we, you'll be, who knows where I'll be, but I'll, I'll definitely be dialing in. So. Well, for, at, in 20 years, maybe podcasts <laughs> will be like holograms or something like that, right? Who knows? What well, that then, and my son's <laughs> in the business now, and uh, yep. so maybe you'll be talking to him, and I'll just be uh, uh, listening to the podcast. Oh, well, that sounds good as well. But I wouldn't count going strong in 20 years from now. Thanks very much, Keith. Just remind our listeners how to get in touch with you. What's the best way to find out more about what you and what you do? So uh, again, my name is Keith, the founder and uh, president of Osage Advisors. You can reach me at 860-767-3273, extension 1001, or visit us on the web at Osage, O-S-H-E, advisorswithanest.com. And appreciate your time and look forward to next episode. And we remind you to subscribe to the podcast. You can find it, of course, on the website that Keith just referred to or go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your shows. And we thank you for listening to the ins and outs of selling a business. 